right. Welcome back to Speakeasy Security, the podcast for MESET. I'm your host, Ransom Burkett. And I'm Tony Anscombe. And uh, Tony, I think this is going to be one of the most controversial topics we've covered on the show, I think, this week. Um, and it's a pretty sensitive topic, but I think everyone should probably pay attention because, um, well, there's a lot of iPhone users and it involves Apple. So let's just start with it. I think Apple is um, starting to draw a bit of fire, but also a bit of praise, depending on which side of the fence you are, uh, because of a recent announcement. They recently announced that they're going to begin reporting images of child sexual abuse, which have been uploaded to iCloud in the U.S. to law enforcement. Now, this news stirs up a lot of controversy and conversation from privacy-sensitive users as they're beginning to raise their concerns about how a device or even software will notify the government about the contents on their device or even in their cloud. But there's also support from the groups who feel that more should be done to find child sexual abuse material, which is called CSAM. Um, Now, as always, Tony, you're here to help explain and help us go through what this new development actually means and how Apple users are going to be affected. So, Tony, let's take it from the top again. Um, What is CSAM? Well, so CSAM, Child Sexual Abuse Material, uh, firstly, it it means different things in different places in the world. Okay. Because uh, the definition and the age of consent, et cetera, is different in different places. So, therefore, it can have slightly differing meanings. But generally, it means, and here in the U.S., it means, uh, and a minimum definition is imagery or videos which show a person who is a child engaged or is depicted as being engaged in explicit sexual activity okay okay so this is not uh, to be clear this isn't or maybe it is are they referring to child pornography here well that's a very good question and i'm pleased you asked that one because um in some countries that definition it would be correct okay but actually uh it's not in most cases it's not and the reason being is pornography is a cons- is typically a consensual image or video. So, so if you turn around and say this is child pornography, you imply that there was consent. Yeah. So this is abuse, not consent. Yes, okay. It, well, firstly, for several reasons. Uh, a child is not legally able to consent, but also this, this is against their will or is taking advantage of a child without them understanding the the consequences or what's actually happening. Yes. Yeah. So therefore, it's in no way consensual. Whereas if you want to watch a a pornographic movie, it was made with, by adults that were consenting to make the movie. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's a good point to clarify. So thank you for that. And also the legality of it too. So... All right, so now that we know the kind of material, the definition of it, and as you mentioned, there's probably varying definitions based on region, um, and we know what kind of material Apple's going to be looking for, let's talk about this new development um, and and this new technology that they're going to be rolling out. Um, How's it going to work? So what Apple have been testing, and this is, I would say, not particularly new technology because there are already systems, in fact, I worked for a company nearly 20 years ago that had something that did something similar. So this is not particularly a new technology. I would assume it's just got more accurate over time. Is where I find you, uh, I've, you know, in a certain iOS update, 
uh, at some stage, some stage when you first have that version of iOS, it's going to scan you, tell it to upload your images to the cloud. It's going to scan that content and look to see whether any of the images match the fingerprint, and we come back to that, a hash of the image that's known to be uh, a picture of uh, exploitation. Sure. Right. Sure. Okay. So think, think about that. So think, think about you take a picture, uh, mm-hmm. you know it's child exploitation, and you create, let's call it, I, I mean, it's a hash, but for want of a better term, that doesn't really mean a lot to probably yeah, people exactly. listening. So yeah. think of this as, a, as like a unique fingerprint of the image. Okay. okay. And even if you resize the image or you do things to the image, the partial fingerprint will stay the same because the actual construction of the image is going to look pretty much similar. Gotcha. So, so gotcha. even if you crop it slightly, if you, yeah, you're not creating another image, you're creating the same in, image, just a different size. Sure, um, sure. So there are organizations, for example, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, uh, who also have, and I always like to bring in my, my Britishness here, uh, also have a relationship with an organization called the Internet Watch Foundation. Yes. Uh, and both of them have teams of people that are rooting out and looking for pictures of child abuse online. Gotcha. And both of these organizations pass these images to law enforcement. So these are va- what I define as verified abuse yes, images. Yes, good point. Right? So they take those images and they create these hashes, these fingerprint, these unique fingerprints for each image. And what Apple are going to do is as people's pictures up- upload to iCloud, is check the fingerprint of the image being uploaded is not the fingerprint from the NCMEC database or from the IWF because there's a partnership. So between these two nonprofit organizations, that creates the largest database of known images there are. So this hashing system will find the violating file in somebody's cloud account. Uh, uh, And bear in mind, when you upload things to your cloud account, they're being encrypted. And then... A human could physically review the image to, to make sure it, whether it's a match. But when they say physically review, I think they're looking to see whether it's actually a hash or fingerprint match. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would say too. Wow, so that's, it, it sounds pretty thorough. You know, the way that you describe it, it sounds like the system they've designed is pretty encompassing of being able to identify what that image uh, is and, again, matching it to the um, the database. Now, Probably for the parents out there that let's just say you've taken your child's picture while they're in the bathtub, right? You've got your kid, they're all soapy and Hey, that's a cute picture of little Jenny in the bathtub and wanted to capture that. You snap it, it gets uploaded to Apple's cloud. What then? I mean, will that be flagged by the system? Well, that's another great question. Uh, And I kind of step you back from that slightly and turn and say, why would you be doing that? Because, I would air a considerable amount of caution around doing that because although you might not get prosecuted for it, you're storing a picture mm-hmm. of a minor in a, in, in a state of undress, which 
could get you into trouble with law enforcement if they really threw the law at you. However, sure. let's let's allow that the law would be sensible and understand, you know, you're the parent and actually this isn't for that purpose. Yeah. Uh, but my caution, it would extend much further because what happens if your cloud storage, whether it's, in this case, we're talking about Apple, but what about if, it, if you're storing pictures somewhere else? What if it gets compromised? So you're actually putting a picture or video of your children into a position where actually it might fall into the wrong hands because of a compromised account or credential theft or if somebody steals the device and manages to get past the lock screen, then you're no longer in control of these images. So actually as a parent, I turn and say, don't take this. Don't take yes. pictures and don't take videos of your kids in that in that scenario. They won't thank you for it if it gets yeah. stolen. They certainly won't. Right? Yeah, or yeah. certainly not later in life. So then, then if we look at actually what Apple have said and the National Center of Missing and Exploited Children have said, they've said this is not the you know they're not interested in those images. What they're looking for is the images that have already been verified in that database by their teams or teams around the world that are part of that that bigger database uh, creation. Gotcha, gotcha. And it's good that they're doing that. I think um, it makes a lot of sense. So I think it's impressive about the additional layer of review and authentication. And again, I think it's a very bold step by Apple. I think a lot of people are, um, again, applauding these changes, but there's a number of organizations that don't share their optimism. Is that right? There are, and you know, WhatsApp was very quick to come out of the gate and turn and say that you know WhatsApp are not going to do something like this because what about privacy, etc. Well, uh, let's just be clear. Uh, I'm going to speak as a person here <laughs> and turn give you a, a very personal view. This is not part of my privacy. If somebody if somebody has yeah. that type of images on their device, they should be in jail. Yeah, that yeah. Right. And if yes. they want privacy, well, they've got it in a, in a six by six cell, <laughs> yes, yeah, and yes. a bucket in the corner, and let's, yes. let's just make sure they don't we don't feed them well and whatever whatever else it takes to keep them yes. off the street. But yes. um, but that's a very personal viewpoint. I understand the issue of uh, it could be overreach uh, if you start if you put in a technology process to look for one thing. The argument is that you could be looking for more than one. Okay. So the same argument was used when the UK put in uh, what was called active choice. Active mm. choice is when you take a, a broadband, so a, an internet connection for your home. Uh, by default, pornography is blocked by the okay. ISP. Okay. And. The argument was, was that means there's a filtering technology that's in place primarily controlled by ISPs or, or ultimately by the government. Gotcha. And it could be misused. They could start blocking other things, you know, like news sources or certain stories or things that they don't want you to read. Sure, sure. Well, of course, if you have strict, you know, if you have governance and you have legislation over this and you have Freedom of Information Acts, which you have here in the US and yeah. you have in most other countries like the UK, mm-hmm. then actually this isn't the case. You can't get that. You can't get that overreaching issues yes. like this. Yes. So while I understand the argument that actually it could be misused, yeah, the misuse would quickly be found. Yes, it certainly would. It certainly would. Yeah, and for example, you know, if you were 
in the UK and you were behind that firewall and suddenly you went to, you know, France, you know, mm -hmm. went through the tunnel to France and you saw a news source somewhere else in the world that you can't access in the UK, you'd start asking questions and it would quickly come to light that there would be overreach. But there's never been overreach to my knowledge. Yeah, there's no. been a few false positives, I think. Yes, yes, but, yeah. But that's only, you know, that's kind of expected in technology. So while I understand the privacy argument uh, on this one, uh, I'm not that's with right. it. And on, yeah. as you know, typically I would be backing somebody's privacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As long as Apple, who, let's face it, are a privacy-conscious company, sure. very privacy-conscious company, as long as they they make sure they don't uh, step beyond what the remit of this is, which I don't think yeah. they will, then to me, well done, Apple. You've, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. I think that's that's part of it. I mean, Apple has come out really strong in favor of privacy recently. I mean, we can see why WhatsApp has taken that path because, again, WhatsApp owned by Facebook. Facebook and Apple have been duking it out for months or years now when it comes to privacy. I think they've long held opposing views on a number of topics. And I think, you know, this is one where they would probably would want to put their differences aside to begin to combat, you know, child sexual abuse and exploitation. Um, but as you said, it seems that they're completely at odds with how this is happening with, you know, WhatsApp reporting um, that they're actually working with um, the U.S. National Center for Missing and Exploited Children um, in ways that do not break encryption um, and, and do not alter and affect someone's privacy. So, I mean, we have to talk about the other giant, um, Google. You know, have we heard anything about whether users of its Android system will follow this move or is it too early to tell? I think it's too early to tell because it. Uh, and if I was another technology company, I would probably have watched Apple put this into market to see what the reaction was and, and whether actually beyond the initial objectors that you're going to get to most things, you know, whether the yeah. objection lives on and, and has yeah. any credibility. Um, and yeah, I think it's an interesting one. It, it, what it doesn't do, and we should be important to point out, because you might look at this and turn around and say, well, that, that's good. You know, that means... You're you're actually stopping yeah, you know, you're stopping this. You're not. Yeah. Yeah. This is stopping it from being on Apple's servers. Yes. That doesn't mean that, you know, there's I can download a ton of apps onto my phone that would give me storage of photographs. Sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, if I use, for example, Adobe products, I can yes. store photographs in my Adobe account. Yeah, I can do that with Canon. I, as you know, I own a Canon camera. Mm -hmm. They also provide cloud storage for photographs. I, my point is, is you're all you're doing is moving the issue. You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're not solving the issue. No, no, not at all. Not at um, all. But if if we could all as technologists come together and make it tricky and difficult yeah. for these people yeah. to. <laughs> store yeah, these types it. of images then that's a yeah. good thing isn't it you know make think twice but let's be clear it's not stopping it it's only moving it you're absolutely right and that's hey well there's a lot of developments taking place i think i mean we'll talk about it here in just a second but i think they're saying i think apple's already testing it right i think it came out last thursday in a test here in the u.s and i think they're looking at ios version 15 if i'm not mistaken for this thing to actually go live is that right it is iOS iOS 15, and uh, I'm unsure when that's actually being released. Later this year is what they say. So speaking of releasing something, I'm going to put this one up here for you, Tony. Remember this? This is one of my old favorites. I'm 
I'm going back to the well of little something something from Lagunitas. <laughs> I had to go back there, man. It's been too long since I had one. So I think uh, this week, uh, kind of celebratory too. We are on our 40th episode. This is the season finale of season four for Speakeasy Security. And with that, I figured something a little bit nostalgic. What started it all was this <laughs> beer for me. So, hey, I'm going to sip on a, a little something something from Lagunitas, a great IPA for those of you who haven't had it. Well, I'm going to make an interesting prediction now. You're sitting in your home office, so you're remote working, and uh, you've got the window closed. I do. Yes, I know, because I would have heard the Lagunitas <laughs> truck backing up to and dropping off the sponsored crates of beer. You hear that, that Lagunitas? Yeah. You hear that Lagunitas? Come on down to San Diego. you got a fan. Yeah. But, well, I'm, I'm sitting here. Uh, now, I'm sitting here with a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Um, anything, anything in that so. coffee? <laughs> Nothing. So not, not, not your beer this week. Not a beer <laughs> this week, but a, a, a very fine cup of coffee, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see that. And man, I got to say, it's been a great season recording with you. We've had a lot going on. There's going to be plenty more uh, coming up, but cheers to you, sir, on 40 episodes. All right. So as we were talking around child sexual exploitation and abuse, um, what comes to mind, Tony, in terms of cyber? And I'm just giving this as a question in a generic sense. Are there things that the cyber industry can do, whether it's combating the physical forms of it? I think you were talking about, you know, the digital elements of things being stored, et cetera. Are there public or private partnerships that um, it currently exist that we could promote or even strengthen um, to help combat this? Again, I call it a heinous crime. It's probably other words I could use, but uh, this is such a big issue. And I applaud Apple for taking steps to do it. But as we are in cyber, are there things that our industry could do to kind of join forces to to stop it from growing? You're full of good questions today, Ransom. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's a very it's an inter, it's an interesting to, it's a very interesting topic. Now you've got these databases of known images and such like, where. Um, you know, whichever organization, nonprofits all around the world collect them, you know, very specialized nonprofits, I should point out, collect them and work with law enforcement. And they do a fine job. And they uh, I certainly know, I don't know about the one here in the, the US, but I certainly know the organization in the UK, so the IWF is funded primarily by private sector. Gotcha, so if, gotcha. if you look at it, it's funded by the likes of you know supermarkets and some technology companies and you know companies that have social good social responsibility funding yes. for that yes. type of thing. Now, of course, it's not a popular thing to to get involved in because immediately you talk about it, it has a negative connotation. Um, but could technology? Could other technology companies step up and make this push this further and further underground? Yeah, I mean, if technology companies all came together in turn and said. Yeah, we're just going to remove this content from the internet, and yeah, then you're what you're doing, and that that's actually an impossibility because of course somebody can start encrypting it, and then you create this underground network where, but you're forcing people to go into this underground network, and you're you're then making it much harder for them to share information, and you're making them join that club if that's yeah. the if that's the right way to term it, which well, actually may. Make it easier from a law enforcement perspective to actually identify them. Yeah. Um, but you know, could we all do more? Yeah, I absolutely, absolutely think we could do more. And yeah, I'd love to see 
security companies and lots of other companies that have technology that already is used to block things yes to follow apple here and turn around and say we're going to block that too i love that i love that well you heard it here first tony's calling for all of us to unite so competitors collaborators um we're, we're 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 heeding the call for us to do more and as i stated at the beginning i think this is a super sensitive topic that pretty much affects everyone that has a heart so um, I'm calling on everyone here that is involved in the industry to figure out how you can help. Um, definitely look for these developments from Apple. As you were saying, I think the test is happening now. iOS 15 up and out later this year. I'm not sure if there are settings or other things that users will need to do. We'll definitely take a look at it and maybe we'll revisit this topic at a later episode. But uh, for now, um, we're going to put some links in the chat. There's a great article summarizing what we were just uh, sharing and also some resources for people that are um, well that want to help out as well. Well, the other links that we should put in there as well, Ranson, is we should put some links in there to NCM, uh, SEC, and the IWF, because if anybody understands or or knows of a child that they think is subject to this, while law enforcement is important, actually getting the the child the right help uh, as well is super important. And uh, these organizations do a fantastic job. You got that right. Well said. Cool. We'll put those in the show notes as well. So with that, Tony, it's been a great recording, great season, as I said earlier, and I hope everyone here has enjoyed it. We're going to come back here shortly, take a small break here, and we'll be back very soon with another season of Speakeasy Security. So that's off, Tony. Appreciate it. Yeah, Always good, Ransom. Look forward to the next one. You too, bud. Thanks.